So Bob and Yvonne are sharing the teaching this morning, and it's an equipping time, it's a training time, it's a teaching time. Um, so a little bit different from what we normally do, but it's, uh, well, we, we love it. Um, so we're going to just, let me just pray for them, and then you're going to sit here. Let's pray for them and just uh, ask for God's presence upon them, which he is. He's with them. Father, I just thank you for Bob and Yvonne. Just thank you for their incredible obedience to you and their, their love of your presence and your power, Holy Spirit. And just the joy of being filled with your presence and being able to share what it is to walk in your presence. So just open our hearts to receive from you this morning, Father, through Bob and Yvonne. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Very happy. Did that make a difference? No. Yes. Good. <laughs> Can anyone feel the presence of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is very, very strong. And I assume it's because he's happy with what we're going to do. So, Lord, we welcome your presence here. We welcome your Holy Spirit to be here in power and in majesty, Lord. And we say all the glory goes to you. Thank you that you died. Thank you that you were resurrected. Thank you that you put to death sin and death once and for all for those who know you, Lord. And it's our fervent hope and desire, Lord, that through your power that we can be instruments of your peace to bring peace to the hearts of people who need it. So come, Holy Spirit. Um, those of you that were here two weeks ago, we, we shared a few testimonies while we were talking. But I left one out, and I really want to share it this morning because it's the most powerful testimony. In the Philippines, a team of ours, not ours personally, but our, the ministry we, we were involved in, were in the Philippines on outreach and they went to a slum. I don't know if you've been to Asia and seen some of the slums there, but they are basically just timber and cardboard and, and they're very close together and they're very large and there are lots of very, 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 very poor people there. And lots of very old people as well. So the team were walking around praying and looking for guidance from the Holy Spirit. And they felt they needed to visit this one little shack, which basically was just bits of plywood and sacking and no windows, no, no nothing. Just a, a bit of tin on the roof and some tarpauling or, or whatever in case it rained, which it does in the Philippines. In Asia, it pours down. So they knocked and a voice said, come in. So they pulled back the... Um, the rug or whatever it was was hanging as a door and they just pulled it aside and they went in and it was pitch dark inside there was no light no windows no nothing so when their eyes got used to the dark they they saw this old what we call a granny all old people in asia are called grannies um she was sitting in the corner so they walked up to her and they said hello hello granny um 
how are you today? And she said, I'm okay. Uh, what can I do for you? What, what do you want? She said, um, we want to pray for you. Is there anything we can pray for? Do you need food? Can we pray for your provision, uh, your health? She said, well, yeah, I've got a, a very, very bad knee. I've had it for many, many, many years and, and I can't walk. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm in here permanently. So they said, okay, fine, we'll, we'll pray for your knee. So they laid hands on her and uh, prayed for her knee. And when they'd felt that it was finished, they said, um, does it feel better? She said, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit better. Now, when you pray for people, they always say that, whether it's true or not, because they don't want to disappoint you. <laughs> you prayed for me and it hasn't worked. Well, that's okay. So they said, okay, we'll, we'll come and see you again tomorrow. Is that okay? She said, yeah, yeah, that would be good. So as they went out, they lifted up the the rug at the door, it was daylight, and she screamed at the top of her voice, I can see, I can see! And they turned around and they said, well, what's wrong? She said, I was blind, now I can see. What had happened, she lived in darkness, she was blind, it was normal to her, she couldn't see anything, so she didn't complain about it. She didn't say, I was bl I'm blind, when they said, can we pray for anything? Because she'd always been blind. But when God gave her a sight back, and they pulled back that rug, the light flooded in and she could see that she could see. And she gave thanks to God. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, Robert's forgotten to tell you an important point, that this was a team of teenagers. Usual. These, these were teenagers, they were not experienced ministry workers, they were teenagers from a youth group who had just gone out and been obedient and God had used them. We need a scripture. Okay, you all know this, I hope. This is Paul in 1 Corinthians. What shall we say then, brothers? When you come together, everyone has a hymn, which is a spiritual song. If you sing a spiritual song, it's a hymn. When you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All of these must be done for the strengthening of the church. 1 Corinthians is almost all about spiritual gifts in the church, especially 12, 13, and 14 which is about love and how to use spiritual gifts and all the rest of it. So, I said two weeks ago, Paul waxes lyrical about spiritual gifts. I don't know why he particularly is championing spiritual gifts, but he got his sight back when God made him blind. And then he led him to a place where he got his sight back. So, I guess he understood very quickly that God is all-powerful at making things work for him, whether they're good for us or bad for us. And being blind is pretty bad, but there's, a, there's usually a reason for it. And for Paul, it was to understand the power of God that he was denying. So, the reason he talks about spiritual gifts is that he knows they're real. And if you've never used them, then I'm, I'm sorry, you probably don't know that they're real. You probably know they exist and maybe you don't understand them. So the purpose of this today is to get you moving in the Holy Spirit. 
if you so wish. No one can force you to do anything. The Holy Spirit does not want to invade you. The Holy Spirit wants you to invite him in. So today we want to do a, a workshop with as much time as we've got to show you, first of all, if you're not aware of the Holy Spirit, you don't have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not part of your life, then we want to introduce you to the Holy Spirit and you can receive the Holy Spirit to indwell you for your own benefit and for the benefit of others working through you with spiritual gifts. And then we want to, as quickly as we can in the time that we have, and as thoroughly as we can, is to actually get you to receive spiritual gifts, which you can all do. It's open to everyone. No one is special. No one has the power. The Holy Spirit has the power, and he gives it at his will, how he wants to who he wants, when he wants. And because you, you heal someone does not mean you're a healer. As we said two weeks ago, the person who receives the healing gift is who? The one who gets healed, not the one who does the healing, he's not a healer. He's just someone who the Holy Spirit is willing to use to pass through and give a gift to someone else. And they get the gift of healing. So there's a big confusion about people who, who do a lot of healing and they think they have the gift of healing. That no one has a gift to enable them to continually heal when they like. It's not possible. The Holy Spirit gives the gifts, the perfect gift for the perfect time for the person. And it may be healing, it may be something else. We don't know. We cooperate with the spiritual gift and as the more, more we do it, the more we get used to how the, spiritual gift, the, the Holy Spirit operates. And it becomes second nature to us. Now, if you've never experienced this, either on the receiving end or on the power end, if you like to call it the power end, the one who, who does the praying, then you may not understand what we're talking about. And I hope you will be brave today and stand up and receive. And let's see what we can do. Because Paul says, all these must be done for the strengthening of the church. First and foremost, this is why gifts were given. For the strengthening of the church. Because the church is empowered to go to the world without being equipped with sound spiritual health and the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it. We can go in the power of the Holy Spirit, but if we're bound up with our own stuff, that's going to interfere with what the Holy Spirit is trying to do. We need to get healed first, which is what the church is for. We live in community. We deal with each other in community. Like we said, it's steel against steel. We rub against each other and things come up. Oh, oh. Wow, why did that happen? What's wrong? Can I pray for you? Yeah, something really happened there. I really don't like what you said. Really offending me. Okay, let's, let's pray. The Holy Spirit will take you on a path. We'll take you on a journey and you'll find out where that offense originally happened. You can forgive the person. You can be healed. And move on. It's that quick. It's not a long process. Very quick. This is what the church is meant to be doing. Working together. Rubbing off against each other. Not deliberately, but sometimes we say something and someone takes offense. Wow, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. But what caused that? You have any idea where that came from? That was really powerful. Whoa. 
And if we're brave enough to say, yeah, well, actually, yeah, I need some prayer about that. Wonderful. That's what we want. That's what the church needs for the strengthening of the church. Now, I'm not saying everyone here is unhealed. I don't know you all. We've prayed for a few of you. Everyone needs prayer. There's no... What's the word? Can't think of the right word. There's no slur against someone needing ministry. It's for the strengthening of the church. It's for us to be strengthened to grow up into the fullness of Christ. Into the maturity and the fullness of Christ. So that we can be as much as Christ wants us to be like him. The very embodiment of Jesus Christ. And that's a journey. It's not a five minute thing. But first of all, we need to start at the beginning. So, first a quick question. How many people have a prayer language? Pray in tongues. Okay, very good. Okay. So you all have the Holy Spirit. So I can ask a question, and I don't mean any offense by it. Are you, are you helping people with your gift or not? How many have used the Holy Spirit's spiritual gifts to help someone else, another Christian? One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Slightly less than have the Holy Spirit. So some of you got the Holy Spirit and, and you're not being used by the Holy Spirit. So there could be two reasons for this. One, you don't know that it's necessary. Or two, you may be afraid. I don't know. I'm not putting anything on anyone. I'm just suggesting some ideas. But what we want to do today is to get everyone who has the Holy Spirit moving and those who don't, to introduce them to the Holy Spirit and ask them if they want to be involved. So this is a workshop. So shall we start? First of all, those who don't have a prayer language, we assume you are not used to working with the Holy Spirit. This is only because Jesus received the Holy Spirit at his baptism. So it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when the dove alighted on his head, or whatever it was. Whether it was a dove, whether it was a pigeon, we don't know. It's called a dove. So, and I know it's true, Yvonne knows it's true because we've experienced it. And I guess those of you who, who have the Holy Spirit have also received it in some way. Now what you call that, we don't want to be a stumbling block. We call it the baptism of the Spirit because it's the most obvious explanation of what happens. But all it is, we all have the Holy Spirit, otherwise we cannot receive Jesus. We cannot say Jesus Christ is Lord without the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we all have the Holy Spirit when we become Christians. But that doesn't equip you from service, for service because the Holy Spirit does not put himself upon you and say, here, you must use this gift to go and do this with this person. You must say, I want you to use me. You must make yourself available to be used. So, what we do is we have a simple prayer and, and you say, Lord, I want, to, I want you to use me. Come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And it's, it's a filling for service. Not anything other than what you've already got. It's just an additional filling for service. Because you've now said, I want you to use me in the power of your Spirit. Without that, you're, you're, there's nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly Christian. You're going, you're going to heaven. You have salvation. You know Jesus. No problem. 
You don't have to have this. But for the strengthening of the church, Paul is saying, we need this. You need this. But no one's putting anything on you. Your decision. But I would say, please prayerfully think about it. But now, we'd like to invite anyone, including those who have the Holy Spirit but haven't used gifts yet, and those who don't have the Holy Spirit. And our sign for understanding the Holy Spirit, knowing you have the Holy Spirit, is, is having a prayer language, which you can have like that. All you have to do is ask for it and do it. So, can I ask anyone who's interested to just stand up and come to the centre? Okay, you want to do that? You can do it on your own. Okay, Yvonne, Yvonne's got a more gentle idea. <laughs> I have to say, it's one of my favourite things because um, it is 99.9% .9 God and it is so easy. It is so easy. Um, so if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, if you haven't got a prayer language and you would like it, come to the back and I'll pray with you. And it, it's, it's a guarantee. It's an absolute guarantee. That's not that's not from me, a guarantee. That's from, that's from the Holy Spirit, a guarantee. We don't give guarantees. Okay. I'm not sure who they are. Is there anyone here who, who has the Holy Spirit or has a prayer language? Or wants the Holy Spirit? Or whatever. Everything's open. Okay, maybe those of you who have a prayer language could be using it now, quietly, and just let's see what happens. If you're praying for each other, then please carry on. But those of you who aren't, it would be good if we could have a couple of short, very short testimonies, quickly, just to encourage us. Is anyone listening? Hello? Are you done with them? Oh, you have to speak over them because they're not uh, responding. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think. Um, no. As we were praying in our prayer language, um, I just sensed God reminding me that once when we were in Malawi, we had a visiting team from South Africa come up and they were moving in the gift of healing backs and um, I've had a back problem for a very long time I've been in a lot of pain for the last couple of weeks comes and goes the last couple of weeks it's come and I have a 53 degree angle in my spine and so what I asked the people around me to do was just to hold my feet together and you could see that the one leg was longer than the other showing that my spine is out of alignment and so just by gently holding underneath my feet the team prayed for me and the one leg that was shorter moved 
without anybody holding it or pulling it. They were just supporting it. They could feel and we could see because when we're praying in the Holy Spirit, we pray with our eyes open so we can see what the Spirit is doing. And my one leg moved. And so I felt my spine had been straightened and it was only afterwards when we were praying for Cliff that I suddenly realized the pain had gone. And so we didn't pray for the pain to go, we just prayed for the, sp the spine to straighten, but the pain went. So thank you for the opportunities, Bob, and the encouragement and the teaching. Uh, nothing to do with that. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. Okay, can you hear me? Um, okay, so um, a lot of you know Rowan, our son, and he went off to university a few weeks ago, and um, it's been a rocky few weeks. But I just wanted to share some of the the ways I can really see God's hand in what's happened. So um, basically, he's on the spectrum, so he finds it quite difficult to get on with people. And he got put into accommodation with 10 other people to share with, and it went wrong on day one. Um, so he came home for a few days, and the university um, reconsidered and... Um, it was it was actually amazing because although it was really stressful, they took him back, but they gave him the accommodation that he needed, where he was completely on his not completely on his own, but he was in a studio flat with his own kitchen and his own bathroom, and they gave him his own mentor, so he had complete support, and um, along with the mentor came a whole lot of counselling, and I mean it's just unbelievable what actually all the support that happened. And then about 10 days ago, he got a message saying the building in which he lives in with the studio flat um, has failed the fire regs and that 500 of the students have to move. And so he had to move again. And of course, then the anxiety in us just goes through the roof because now we're like, now what? But anyway, cut a long story short, he moved on Friday and he moved into a more university accommodation but this time it's a shared kitchen again but it's only with four or five people and he phoned me yesterday and he said um i've got i've moved but i don't have all my stuff and he says i knocked on the first door and it was a guy just like me and we've made friends mm -hmm. and he's never had any friends and we like have just prayed and prayed for friends and he said this guy's just like me and he said we talked about everything and it was so similar and he said and the kitchen's quite clean so i think i'm going to be okay and he said, and then I also had a mentoring session with someone else and a counseling session with someone else. And I think I found all these people that really understand me. So although it's been like three moves, you can really see God's hand in it, that it kind of had to be that way to get him to where he is now. So thank you very much for everyone who's prayed and supported us through this. Um, I just wanted to share that with you. Now, I'm speaking for Thomas, because he's a shy guy. I was a shy guy, so I understand fully how he is. 
Thomas has asked the Lord into his life this morning. Now we can, now we can have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Okay, yeah. just open your hands. I'm just going to say a quick prayer. And you just invite the Holy Spirit and say you're willing to receive yeah. and be empowered. Yeah?